Hey, good morning. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I am your host. <clears throat> I have a um, very, very special guest on today. She's been a friend of mine for, good Lord, many, I don't, I don't even know how many years, probably 10 years at least, I don't know. But um, So I, I want to welcome my guest today. Her name is Tiffany Timmons-Saab. I'm not sure which one you saw, probably, right? <laughs> or, anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Well, actually, we could do the math easily because in my world, um, in the last eight years, it's become easy depending on when kids are born. So when was your daughter, when was Jill pregnant with? Eight, eight years ago. There you go. Then it is that long because. Is it eight years? Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. That's incredible. Time <laughs> flies, doesn't it? Scary, scary. So it, it sure really does. does. And when I met you, you were you had much longer hair. I did. <laughs> yes, that was before three babies. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. So I just just finished my green smoothie this morning. So, um, so you like? I, I, first off, thank you for being on the show. I, I, well, I'm, I am excited. I'm sorry to jump in, but I'm so excited, and I, I did. I felt like last night it was Christmas Eve. I was uh, thinking, oh my gosh, will I will I bring enough value for Ken? And and I looked, at, you know, I, I've been watching some of the other shows, and I thought, I hope that I can bring some value to people because you've had amazing people on. So thank you for um, asking me to join in on this and um, to yeah. be part of it. it. Really is an honor. So thank you. Yeah, the honor is mine. So and I, I know that. Um, you know, I know you really, really well. I've, I've, I actually have been to some of your seminars. I videoed one of your seminars for your website, in fact, once. Um, yes. And and had you speak at, at another another um, networking group, and you are just dynamic. And and you know, I think once people get to know you in my audience, they're going to go, "Oh my gosh, this woman's incredible." So. Um, you know, let's kind of start out with this. This show is about helping people have a breakthrough. They get stuck and we mm -hmm. all get stuck and we all need somebody to push us through that. And um, in fact, you've been instrumental in helping me get unstuck. <laughs> you, you were I, you were my you were my coach for a while, which blows yes. my mind. Like, wow. So um, and now I do some coaching. So that's that's awesome. But, and you should. I, I mean, your talent really um, it is so, it's so enthusiastic and it it makes people excited. I mean, when I hear you talk about the people you're coaching and you just give people so much, um, I think, genuine optimism as to what they can do and that there always is that next step. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I love helping people. And and so you know let's but this is about you not me so let, let's let's start with um, like where, let's tell everybody you know first who you are and 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 where you were born and raised. Well, I am born and raised in Pittsburgh, PA, but Yins aren't going to hear a Pittsburgh accent out of me. <laughs> I actually was just back for my 25th year reunion this past weekend. And my Pittsburgh pride has been reignited. I love Pittsburgh. Uh, it was great. Now, I don't live there now. I'm in Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona now. But um, Pittsburgh was a fantastic place to be raised, to have a family, and in a really storybook-type community. I mean, the group of friends that I had were solid. We um, had good families, and I'm very blessed to have, to have had that. We just had a um, my my mother-in-law is from Pittsburgh, and um, all of her family they're all still over there. And her one of her cousins just came in the other day visiting, <clears throat> and um, we had lunch and and just talked because I used to live over there, I, and and I have some good friends over there still. So love love, and I'm a huge diehard Steelers fan. So. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have been since I was seven. So, you know, um, so growing up, you, so you went to um, elementary, middle school, high school, all of that in, in the Pittsburgh area? Same house since I was one. Wow. 
same, I mean, a lot of the same friends. In fact, at this reunion, uh, there were friends that we said, gosh, when did we meet? Oh, yeah, it was third grade. Oh, it was second grade. And wow. to see those people, again, that I haven't connected with really um, much. And a lot of them aren't on Facebook. A lot of them don't do social media. And wow. it's funny because there's a lot of people that don't. You know, we think everybody is on there. And there are some amazing people that it's just not a priority in their life right now. Yeah. They've got other focus areas. But connect, reconnecting with those people is so important because one of the things that uh, that I do coach through is understanding your roots and then your wings. And you need to, it's important to have both of those, whether those roots are positive or negative. Right. You have to take them and turn them into a strength for you to continue to fly where you want to go. Wow. That's, <laughs> I can't wait to get into some of that with you. So, so the, so growing up in, in, in Pittsburgh, I mean, I mean, it sounds like you had the all American family. Like, Yes, I sure do. One younger sister and my mom, very young, realized that um, you need to have the district we were in was very competitive. And she went to a high school play and said, you've got to you've got to have your um, your thing that you do. You've got to have a place where you're going to build confidence based on what you do, not what your parents do. So very early on, um, my parents got us involved in activities, but they also said, you go into those activities and that coach is your coach. Don't come crying to me about what happens. Right. Don't come crying to me going in to fix it. And if you've got an issue with the teacher or the coach, you have to address it. So I really, um, that outside influence, my parents and I talk about this a lot, how important it is to have somebody other than your parents telling you right and wrong, but you also have to get in there and fight for yourself. And I had, a, I had arguments with teachers and coaches but my parents didn't, they did not get, I mean, unless it was a safety issue, right. they, they were not going to get involved. And they knew that that's where, that's where you learn. You have to experience things. We can't, somebody can't do your pushups for you. As Jim Rohn would always say, you can't pay someone to do your pushups. You've got to get in there and do them. And that applies for everything. If you want to learn how to fight for something, you want to learn how to perform, you've got to do it. Nobody else can, no one else can give it to you. That is so true. And I love Jim Rohn, by the way. So, um, so you went, you went, so did you end up, did you go to college? I did. I went to the University of Kentucky. Okay. And I went down there because I wanted to cheer. It had been, uh, I'd seen the cheerleading squad on ESPN competitions and I thought that's what I want to do. So, um, I went down, I did cheer my first year. Wow. And then I was on the dance team for three years after that and we did win a national championship. It's the only national championship that the dance team has. Wow. Was, uh, the year. I was on that, and we had the ring and everything, which it's embarrassing now to see the year on the ring. Uh, <laughs> no. Embrace so it. Competitive. <clears throat> so uh, competitive dance and acrobatics was my sport, where I wow. uh, not only learned how to compete, learned how to get up after, being, after falling down, and I also uh, learned how to earn money there. I started teaching as soon as I could. And the dance teacher said, don't tell people how old you are because you're <laughs> the same age as the people you're teaching. We don't want them to know that. That's awesome. uh, and so I was always able to start working early on and then learn the value of a dollar because my mom would say, if you want something that's outside of this, the boundaries of what we pay for, yeah. you go pay for it yourself. So you learn pretty fast. Gosh, if I want that T-shirt, that's two hours of work. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I, I can relate to that. So what we're now Pittsburgh's a very blue collar city just for, mm -hmm. for, for yins that have, have never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, well and they drive on the parkway and they park on the driveway there. So, um, but like, what was what was I mean? What did your parents do when you were they professionals or were they blue collar? So my dad is a metallurgical engineer. Oh wow! So he was in the steel industry. Came out of came out when things were booming. Yeah. And and he made some choices through his career to keep us in one place. Yeah. Um, he did change companies a few times, but we were always able to stay where we were. And he had promotion opportunities that would have taken us to Titusville. Uh, they would have taken us outside of the community we were in. Yeah. And he made the decision that my sister and I are very thankful for, that he 
would keep us in school and he would keep us in our dance group because they knew that there was something special about that group and that teacher that yeah. we were involved with. It was a very small group, but they knew how um, formative that would be, or they felt it was. I don't know if you know as parents, you never know, and you make the best decision you can. Right. <laughs> as you are, right? Yeah. As I am. You, you right. make the best you can, and you hope and pray it's the right thing. But, um, you know, looking back, it was very wise for our good. And at the end of it, you know, now we're a close family, even though we have distance between some of us. Um, but those lessons that were taught. Uh, now, if you moved, I guess you'd learn different lessons, right? I'm not to yeah. say that it's wrong. If you move, you, there are other lessons learned. Yeah, and yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, I mean, we moved We in, in 2016. We went to Vegas. We were out in Vegas for 13 months. So it was... Um, it was it's it's challenging to do that too you know we had we have a, a an eight year old daughter that that you know it's like yep. but I mean kids are amazingly adaptive I mean yes. it's yes. it's amazing she she went in in fact she now misses that school in Vegas uh-huh. that she went to you know so. Um, it's, it's a matter of, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 you have the perfect childhood, it sounds like, and mine was not so much. And, and, you know, so I don't know that it, it I mean, I think it, there's a lot that, that comes from our childhood, obviously. Sure. Um, but I'm, I, I think we can also make decisions outside of what we were programmed to know and believe that are, Absolutely. you know, our own so to speak. Yes. So. No, you can get either way. It's always how it's the choice you're going to make from it. Yeah. There are people that can have an upbringing similar to mine and make choices that you look at and go, how, how can you make this choice? And I'm sure we see it now with kids. They have these very um, privileged and I don't mean privileged in a bad way, but they are given a lot. And that's the society now that we have, we think we're supposed to give them everything. I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. You know, I, I don't know what we're teaching. Um, what we're teaching with that. I, 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 this, this is a conversation my wife and I have, like, should we take away the iPad, the TV, the iPhone, you know, I mean, it's like, and sometimes we do because it just, it, you know, it's like enough, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, but okay. So when you're, so you end up going to the university of Kentucky, which is in, is that in Louisville? It's in Lexington. Lexington, Lexington. Okay, um, and you. So you. What was your um, major? It was accounting to start off, because my aunt had given me some guidance there that an actuary. For some reason, she counseled me through and thought an actuary would be a great job. And then I did three accounting internship. And Ken, let me tell you, bored to tears is not an expression. You <laughs> can be so bored, you start to cry. I was uh, doing. I internship at American Eagle my last summer before I got graduated. And I, I would sit at that desk and tears would start to roll down my face because it was not, it wasn't my style. Again, for, uh, you gotta find the right place where you can excel. And then I switched over to uh, human resources and then I graduated in management gotcha. with a BA in management and then went on later to get my MBA there in Columbus. So, wow. So did you get, did you get that from Ohio State? Went to Franklin at the oh, time. Franklin. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. the only school that offered you to do it in the evening. I now there you. are a lot more programs and yeah. flexibility, but that time it was you quit work and you go to MBA, you go back to school full time. Or, I mean, I was in a position. Now, I tell you, my parents were and are extremely supportive, but when I graduated college, they were like, we are done. They were very clear about that. They'd always said, you know, pay for college. You're on your own now. You pay for your wedding. You pay for everything. I thought, now, if I had a problem, they'd drive down from Pittsburgh to Columbus, where I was at the time. But, um, you know, that expectation was always set up very early. And my sister and I, I don't think there was ever a time we came back. Now, again, we knew that that safety net was there if it was needed. Yeah. But choices we made were putting us in a position where we shouldn't have to right. access. Right. You know, we got jobs right out of college. Um, I started working, you know, a week after college, and that was it. I missed Christmas fun after that because I didn't get the long vacation that everybody else got. My sister's going right. to the Rose Bowl, and she's younger, and I'm like, well, I'm heading back to work. Yeah. 
So, <clears throat> so you got out of out of college. You and and I. I mean, I. That's where you stayed here in the Columbus area, right? For the most. I was in Columbus, yes, from '97 uh, <clears throat> till 2016. Okay, so um, where did you? What 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 industry did you begin working in after college? Health, health employee benefits. I sold and negotiated employee benefit packages. Okay. Um, and it was a fantastic um, initiation into sales. So I, yeah. right out of school, I, it was a very intense training program that um, I was part of a recruited class across the country for this company. And uh, my first need-based selling uh, was the course that we went through and how to dress for success. Yeah. And they, they separated the men from the women and they had somebody come in and talk to us about how we dress properly to go into meetings. But, you know, we were 22 years old and I was going to, into meetings with CFOs who were very experienced. Yeah. And back on that now, I think, how in the world did they ever buy anything I from know. me? But they prepared us well. You know, we knew our material and um, great uh, a very, very good, strong, pro, strong training program that took us through that. So I was that with them. I mean, in that industry for about um, seven, eight years. So you were you you started 22 years old, and you're you're selling to CFOs. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. CFOs, CEOs, talking about their employee benefits. Uh, for those who are in health insurance, it was all self-funded. So it was a very niche market and something a lot of people didn't understand. Yeah. Which it's nice to be in sometimes an industry that people don't understand because the value you can bring is your education right. to it. If you could position yourself properly, right. that they actually end up needing you right. because they it's too complex and they don't they just don't have education on that right. piece. So so um now, when I met you, you were not selling employee benefits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, so at, at some point along the way, you said you were in that industry for seven or eight years, but at some point, um, you got you got bit by the entrepreneurial bug. Yes. So I I was doing the health benefits, and then I was also doing motivational speaking for high schools, and. I would about once or twice a week, I'd go into a high school and, and speak about their career choices and how do they go to college? How do they look for a college? How do you pay for a college? What are the things that they needed to be aware of by going through this college search journey? And then since I had my MBA, a friend came to me and said, would you look at this business opportunity? I really want to own a preschool, but my husband doesn't believe me. If you look at it, you say it's good. He'll trust you. <laughs> so I looked at it and I said, you know, Joyce, this is so good. I'll go into business with you. So we opened a preschool. I was doing speaking. I was doing the um, my, my full-time job. Yeah. And then I was also teaching competitive dance. Wow. And I ended up in the hospital with pneumonia on Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. You know, Ken, how many other entrepreneurs do this, though? Right? They run themselves ragged. You've got so much passion and excitement. But I realized I was working hard but not very smart. Yeah. And I had a lot of drive, but I lacked focus. So uh, that was the moment where I said, "All right, this is not this is this isn't smart. I've got to I've got to reevaluate re and restructure things." So one by one, once I could stop teaching dance when the classes ended, I sold the preschool to my partner. I stopped doing the speaking, and then I let my company know where I was doing health insurance that I was going to leave. And that's when I found Zig Ziglar. I decided to take this leap and there was an opportunity to get certified for, with the Ziegler sales system and their presentation skills. And so I left my corporate job and all the other side jobs to focus on one, wow. one, one, one startup. And it was me. I mean, I had to, I got certified and you had the Ziegler name, but that didn't sell anything. It right. didn't really matter yeah. what name was. Um, People weren't, but they might love it. Oh yeah, I love Zig. I've listened to his stuff. I've seen him speak, but it doesn't mean they were ready to write you a check to come in and do training for the company. I, I wanna, I wanna back up just a little bit because you said mm -hmm. that about you know um, focus, mm -hmm. and and being focused is is probably 
the most important thing that I've ever done in my life is, is learning how to be focused. But you are the one that said to me that, um, that I had shiny rock syndrome. Oh, yes. That's what you called it. Literally, I'd never heard that before, you. I'd heard, you know, squirrel, <laughs> like, you know, oh, there's a squirrel. But, like, you, you said that I had shiny rock syndrome. And, and so, you know, and I, I'll never forget that because you're right. And, and one of the, the most important things that, that somebody can do is, is get focused on one thing to begin with. Yes. I, I've seen it myself with, within myself. My buddy, um, which you know, my buddy, it's, he's your buddy too, Mike Anthony, the attorney here in Columbus, <laughs> right? He says to me one day, he calls me up and he goes, he said, how's business? I said, eh, it's slow right now. And he's like, well, what about that, that uh, send out cards that I was doing, right? I go, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's okay. He goes, dude, you can't have a mistress. I don't have a mistress. What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, you have too many things going on, man. You can't focus on yeah. two things. You got to get focused on one and, and make it really, really, really flow. And you are the very first person to ever say, say that to me. Like you have shiny rock syndrome. You got to tame that. Well, and for the listener, shiny rock syndrome is, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it just keeps moving on. And I bet a lot of people feel that way. Uh, Ken, the average attention span is down to seven seconds. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we feel like we need to multitask because it's the only way to get things done. But multitasking drops your IQ and you get less done when you're multitasking than you do if you focus on one thing. Get it done. Get it done right. And then move on. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. I hope everybody heard that. That is incredibly powerful. So, so you became a Zig Ziglar, which blew me away also when I met you because you were like the only Zig Ziglar certified coach in like five states or something. <laughs> and, and, and I was, uh, or not coach, sales trainer. Um, mm -hmm. So what happened next? What, you started doing that. What, what, what happened? So from there, um, and I think this is interesting to share with people. I had saved up enough money and I said, you know what, for a year, I can go without making anything. I can do this. And I, you know what, they're, Sadie, go out there. Grandma's, <laughs> they're looking for one of my babies. She just uh, walked in here. Like, it's okay. they looked in, they didn't see her, they're going to be worried she's disappeared. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went almost a year without being able to pay myself. Oh. I, brought in enough money to pay for my business expenses. And man, business is so expensive. I think that's something people need to realize when they go into it. And even with this age of computers, yeah. it's still pricey. Every software you need, um, every update, uh, the computer breaks. I got to call in an IT person. I mean, there are so many expenses in business. And um, I'm actually mentoring ASU at Arizona State University student-led ventures right now. It's a new position that I've gotten recently. With and, you're working with Arizona State? Yes. Wow, yes. good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And one of the biggest things that I'm teaching them and that they're not learning through any of their classes are really the expense to business, and you got to get out and sell something. I said, it doesn't matter how great you think this product is. Go sell somebody something. Uh, then we'll modify after that. I, I don't know if you follow Grant Cardone or not, but mm -hmm. you know he's he's a friend of mine. He's an amazing trainer, sales. He, t I mean, the guy, and that's one of the the thing he says. You know, everybody says businesses fail um, because um, because they're undercapitalized. He goes, that's not why businesses fail. Right. They're right. not selling enough. <laughs> at a high enough profit margin, fast enough. That's yes. it. You just got to sell. Yes. That's it. It's really that simple. I think. <laughs> well, it is. It just people aren't. Well, it, selling is hard. It's a lot of rejection, and um, you know, I mean, I I knocked on doors, but some of my so I left. Well, anyway, so I was with Ziegler, and I always had that certification in my back pocket. Yeah. But then I thought the next step was I needed to get around a community. I was very lonely yeah. being, okay, I've got this 
Ziegler certification, but I still have to get business. I've got to close it. I've got to service on it. And then I got to upsell, cross sell, go find more. Yeah. So um, I got certified through Action Business Coach. And that way I was with a very big community of other coaches. Yeah. And community is so important. Yes, to have is. because you learn from them and we really embody the spirit of co-opetition yeah. where we are all competing against each other. But when we did better, everyone did better. Right. So I um, had the chance to work in that office again as an independent. I mean, I had to kill what I ate. Nobody right. was giving me anything. Right. And so I um, continued on that. And then when the timing was right and I thought it doesn't make sense to be paying uh, the fees that I was paying, I then went out and branded myself. Yes, you did. And that's how I met you. Yes. That's <laughs> I did your first website. I think I think it was your first one, wasn't it? It was. I believe, it yeah. was. Well, A video. Yeah. So, so, um, and because, only because of that website, you, you launched. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> After that, easy breezy. Clients yeah. just came to me. And... But you just started getting million dollar checks in. So, um, and that's a joke. But, but you know, I know that, um, I mean, you, you did. You really did launch. I mean, you took off. I, I, I was there. I witnessed it. I saw it. Like, you really took off. So, what, like, you know, talk a little bit more about that. What happened after you branded yourself and started doing your own own stuff? Um, not much changed. What changed was I was back alone. <laughs> so I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, yeah, I, I kept more of what I earned, but right. I also, um, it was, it was a little lonely, but at that point I had a, a very strong base of clients that I was working with Yeah. and that, that I continue to work with them and then continue to add, add other clients. But at that point is when I had a big change in my life in that I, got married and then I had my first child. Yeah. So when I had my first child, I thought, you know, this is what I've always wanted. You know, one of my, this was my dream to have a family. And so I was stay at home for the first few months. Now I was stay at home, but I was managing, we had some rental properties and yeah. we were doing yeah. remodel. So I had some things that I was doing, but I wasn't doing the coaching and, and the training piece. Right. Right. But I had a client call up and say, you know, let's go to lunch. I haven't seen you in a while. So I went with him and he said, you're not, really gonna not work are you <laughs> we need a little bit of help why don't you come back and do some training and we right. need some sales and i've got and they had an organization where they were constantly bringing up new leaders yeah uh, and, and promoting them and he said it really I, I i think you know why don't you just work a little bit with us so i did that and then got referred to somebody else and so i i was able to pick up business again but it's and I will be honest with people. It is not at a level where it was before I had kids. Right. Um, my priority and in our family um, are are the kids. Right. That is my priority. And then it's kids and then clients. Right. Right. It's the way that uh, my priority chain now works. Right. And uh, so during that time, though, I was doing training with a company and Accountability was so big. How do we create accountability? How do I teach my leaders to hold their teams accountable? And that is when within one day I wrote my book. Yes. It spilled out and we thought, how do we get people to retain it? And I had all three kids around me that day and it really was a gift from God given to me that get this, get these thoughts down on paper, Tiffany, because there's something here. Yeah. So I wrote now the gist of it. It then took me two years to get it to its final format. And it's right here. Yes. And I have I have one of the proof copies, don't I? You do. I <laughs> so um, I'm very very grateful for that. By the way, I even have your note that you wrote me. So oh. <laughs> um, this is a phenomenal book. And and for anybody that's looking for a a book on on leadership. It's, um, well, here, I'll hold it up so you guys can really see it. You're leading now a six-step strategy for, I, I can't see around my, uh, for building and leading dynamic teams. And it's it's very, it may, do you care if I show it? Oh, absolutely. No, I, just, I don't care. No, I just absolutely. Wanna show, I want to show how it's written. It's written in a way um, almost 
I would say almost like Dr. Seuss-ish. It is. It's a Dr. Seuss for adults. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's an incredible, incredible book. So, um, and, and I was blessed with the opportunity to be one of the first people yes. to read it and, and, and give you feedback. And, and so I, I'm very, very honored and proud of you. Like, Thank you. That's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, so you wrote your book, you, and, and you were, and you're still, but you're still doing some coaching and, and, and sales yes. training stuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, uh, we were in Columbus at the time on a snowy January morning when yeah. all that came together. Wow. And, and it's interesting the way things work, you know, at, it, and that's why I, I always encourage people to, as much as we think we have a plan and, and I, you know, I like to take people through planning and writing out your vision and your goals. Sometimes the way it manifests might not match exactly what we think. Right. But having written that down gives you a lot more focus and it sets your mind open to the opportunities to get you there that you otherwise wouldn't see. Because Ken, I'm doing a huge training coming up and I was going through some old notes of mine that were from 2008 when I had attended a workshop wow. and it talked about dreams and goal setting. And in there I wrote, what would be a breakthrough goal? And the breakthrough goal I wrote was to write a best-selling book. Oh, wow. Now, I don't have the best-selling part yet, but I got the book part. Oh, uh, so well, let's everybody watching this go buy her book. Let's give it to the best-seller list. Um, so, so the... Um, I, I, you know, I want to kind of, and I, I'm not trying to pick any scabs because I don't know of any, any, any wounds that you have, but I, I can't. Oh, they're there. They're huh? there. They're there. So, <laughs> they're there. I, you know, that's, that's what I, I kind of want to, cause like Tiffany and from, this is my paradigm of you. You're perfect. Like everything you've ever done is perfect. And I know that that's not the case, right? right? There's not one perfect being on this planet, but, but, but like, let's talk about some of the, because, you know, again, this is about, this show is about people being stuck and, Mm -hmm. and helping those people get unstuck via our stories of being stuck and Mm -hmm. getting unstuck. And I know you've had to have times in your life where you're like late on your bills or, or, you know, can't like, not sure how you're going to buy food or, uh-huh. you know, things of that nature where, you know, you, you've just hit a wall and you're, you, you know, you, you lock the door to your bedroom and you curl up and cry. <laughs> Have you ever been there? I did. I did. It was back when um, I first started with action and I had a lot of expenses that I needed to cover. I had a lot of office expenses and uh, franchise fees that I had to create enough money to pay for that. Now, this was after coming off a year and a half of not making anything because I'd yeah, been on my own. Wow. And here I had a house. Um, I was down in Grandview. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of expenses and it was, it had to be me. And I remember the one that, you know, and I'm prospecting and I'm meeting with people and nothing's coming through and deals aren't closing. And I, this is so crystal clear to me. I was on my knees praying and just bawling. And I thought, you know, if it's what I'm supposed to do, let it be. And if not, that's okay. Then what do I do next? Um, right. And at that point I thought, do I just move to Arizona? Cause my, I had family out here and that was always my backup plan. Well, I'll just sell the house and move to Arizona. <laughs> okay. And I was on, I was on my, many nights have been on my knees yeah. crying. Um, yeah. And I went to bed and that next morning when I woke up, it was just this voice that said, keep going keep going. And that I think can sometimes, you know, people will look like, Oh, you wrote this book. Oh, you're coaching. But it's not at the level where I envisioned it being, it's not impacting the amount of people that I wanted to be at this stage. Right. But I've also made choices to put my kids first. Um, you know, and I think if we can be, there's, there's this balance between this vision and this goal we have. And then what, <clears throat> what reality, what the truth is, not reality, but what the truth is. The truth is I don't have massive activity right now. Right. And I would coach people, massive activity equals massive results. I have activity. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm inching along on my belly. Like it's this little, <laughs> yeah. just keep moving forward a little bit, you know, sell one more book today, 
do one more coaching session today yeah, yeah. to stay in it. And I think, you know, if people are doing this, as, whatever they're doing as a side gig or they're a mom who's trying to <clears throat> keep her professional life going, but yeah. wants to take care of the family because there are only so many hours in the day. You cannot in this world. The world right now is that you can have everything. You can do everything. Uh, I don't I don't agree with it. You can, but it's there's an amount of time that you have and you have to make choices. Yes. Where that time's going to go. And there are results. There are consequences to those choices, good and bad. Yep. Amen. And, I agree. And I those agree. there are choices you make all the time. You know, more activity. There were times when I was going to do a workshop, and that's how I got clients at Action. I didn't have anybody coming. I went and I cold called. Yeah. And I walked into places and said, hey, I don't usually make calls like this, but I've got a workshop going on, and I went in to give you two free tickets to the business owner. And I had a woman who came. And then she signed up later for a meeting with us. And Ken, when she walked in with me, she said, oh, is um, Peg here? And Peg was another woman I worked with who had more experience than I did yeah. at that stage. Yeah. And I said, well, let me check. So I went back and I said to Peg, you know, this woman wants to meet with you. She goes, no, she's your prospect. Yeah. I'm not, if she wants to meet with me, she'll have to schedule another time. So I went back in the room and I said, Rhonda, you know, Peg's not available. Um, we can schedule a time with her, but I'm curious why is it that you want to meet with her and not me? And that was a hard thing to ask. Yeah. Like that, you had to, I had to really had to take a deep breath and ask it. And she said, well, I called on the phone system and your name wasn't on there. So you must be really new. Oh, oh God. Said, what if I told you I've actually been doing this for, you know, for how many years at that time? And, yeah. and she said, oh, my gosh, I didn't. She goes, no, I'm happy to meet with you. She became probably one of the most influential people in my life. Wow. With some just some coaching that she gave back to me in another area of my life. Wow. But sometimes you've got to – I think one of the biggest things I hope people listen to is breakthroughs aren't always huge. Breakthroughs yes. can be small. And there's power in doing the little things that really make a difference. It's not a glamorous story, and it's not a um, – it isn't, but it's these little things that come together and you keep going. You keep score of the things that are important to you. I keep score, Ken, of the things that are important to me, which are family dinners, date nights, um, my prayer time. And sometimes it, some weeks are bad. Some yeah. weeks are really bad. But you create that accountability to do the things that are important that you know are the foundation in your life that make you better. When I have my prayer time, I'm a much I think better. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. I agree. Um, I handle things better. I make choices better. Things don't affect me as much. You know, somebody who says to me, um, oh, yesterday they said, oh, I know you're on your phone, but can you please make sure your daughter doesn't take the leaves off the tree? You know, I'm on my, you know, first I got really offended. Like, okay, so I'm on my phone for a minute here and you just happened to see me at that time and now you're calling me a bad mom. You know, I get really, you can get, you can get very angry at things. Yeah. But if you if you have the the focus time going in your life yeah. and you give yourself that space to breathe, you respond to that instead of reacting. And I think God has put me in this line of work because I probably need it more than anybody else. So he said, right, <laughs> yeah. "This is where I'm going to put you so that you're every day you get exposed to it." Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. I, I, I was having this thought um, a couple days ago about how, you know, if you scroll through Facebook or any form of social media, you quickly learn that people, um, every single person on this planet feels like, at least the majority of the time, that they are the most important person on the planet. And, yeah. and you know, it, it's true. Even if you do have kids... You still feel like, okay, like uh, unless unless harm is getting ready to come to them and then a good parent will step in front of a bullet or a bus or anything, right, for their children. But, you know, and but paradoxically, um, we're not as important as we think we are. <laughs> right. But but most people are walking around not feeling important enough. <laughs> so. It's this, it's this balance you've got to learn. And, and, you know, and I get, 
You know, I meditate. I've meditated every single morning in my life for the last 15 years, and 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 I will not miss a morning. I, I won't. I just won't. Even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes, what it does is it gives me that ability to 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 stay in touch with whatever it is. You can define it as God or Jesus or Buddha. I don't care. I don't care how people define it. Personally, I think that that. That force is inside of all of us, and we have to learn how to quiet our minds and and experience it for the guidance that we need. That's my personal opinion. Um, so, so you you obviously have been a, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've just been a rock star, like a rock star. I had people saying, "Oh my God, you know Tiffany," and I'm like, "I do." <laughs> Yep, I got her autograph <laughs> on a check. <laughs> no, but like, like I, you know, and and they can you get her to speak at this and this or this? Because you're dynamic, you're just incredible, and I really do hope that people go out and get your book. This is an incredible, incredible book. So, what is the, in your opinion, and and all of your years of coaching and and training and and working with people? What is the number one thing that you think holds people back in life from from success, from healthy, happy relationships, from financial wealth, from everything? What what's the number one thing? Hmm. That's a big one. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things. So I wonder if I can boil it down to one piece. It's gonna come down to choices. Okay. And the choices are going to show themselves in a lot of different ways. The choice to snap back at somebody if they've said something you don't like. The choice to stay quiet. The choice to think before you speak. The choice to send off that angry email. The choice to yell or not to yell. The choice to ask a question or give your opinion. Um, it's all going to come down to the choices to spend that time internally and giving yourself time to breathe or just run hard, the choice to work out or not, the choice to eat the healthy meal or to it, it's, it's going to come down to, to those. And um, I just read recently, I think we make 35,000 choices at, at least semi subconsciously and all the way up to consciously a day. Yeah. That's an amazing number. I mean, I don't even know if there enough time in the day that you can make that many choices. That's crazy. But we are. We're making so many choices. You know, do I take that phone call that just came in or do I keep working on this email? It's and those and it's not always the big choices. It's these little choices. And you get stronger when you make the correct little choices to make the big choices. I think everybody wants this. They do want this major breakthrough. But yeah. to get that major breakthrough you got to do a lot of sprints and a lot of push-ups and sit-ups to, <laughs> yeah. to get there. You've got to build your muscles yes. to get to that major breakthrough. I mean, you know, there's no overnight success. We think they are because we didn't hear of them before. Right. But they've been working and they've been inching along for years. We just don't know it. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, Ken, it's so kind of you and it makes me feel warm when you say, gosh, Tiffany, you know, you just have this image and this perfection. And it's so far from that because yeah. – it's just not, it's nothing. I don't know if anybody ever thinks they've arrived or they're there and you're always striving towards something else. And, um, everybody, just a lot of challenges every day there and they change. You think you figure one thing out and then it changes. So yeah. that's why the choice and the choice to take the time to, to figure things out. Yeah. We get so focused on the doing that we need to step back and think. And that's why coaching is so important because it gives you that time to vent a little bit and then start prioritizing and figure out really what is it you're going to do about the issues right. that you're facing. No problem can sustain the assault of thinking. If you really are going to think about it, you're going to find a way to around it. Amen. I totally agree. So if somebody came to you and they said, Tiffany, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. My electric's getting shut off tomorrow. My car was repoed last week. I'm getting evicted within the next 30 days. I just don't know what to do. Things are, you know what, is hitting the fan, and I don't know what to do. What's the first thing you're going to say to them? It's not going to last forever. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's right now. 
Right. And it's so hard sometimes when you're in the middle of that to think what can be next and what can be out there. So this might, this is a challenge. And some of those things I, I can't come in and fix for them, but I hope that we can get the mindset in a way that it's not here forever. This is a moment yeah. and this is a moment you're going to look back on and laugh and you're going to tell stories about this and you're going to help other people grow stronger from this moment in your life. So looking back, what do you want to say you did next? What choice did you make next to move forward? And sometimes when we can go forward and then look back, it's clearer than thinking, what do I need to do right now? You know, in three months from now, what do you want to say that you did? And wow. it's a great question to get you thinking. I love that. I love Moving it. Forward. So, you know, I think that um, it, it does. It comes down to choices. You know, I, 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 there's one of my favorite sayings is, um, and I'm probably going to paraphrase it, but um, in life, pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. Mm. And, and that's, that's a Buddhist quote. <clears throat> but, you know, it's, it's um, we get to choose. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. You get to choose. You get yep. to choose. And, and and there's nothing in the world more powerful than having the ability to choose. There are some there are some countries in this world where you don't have a choice. <laughs> if you live in the United States of America, you have a lot of choices. You do. You do. Tiffany you have a lot of choices. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I really am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy, busy schedule to, to jump on here and, and share some of your wisdom and hope. Um, what what um, Any parting words of, of wisdom that you would leave the audience with? To keep moving forward. That's a choice you can always make. Keep moving forward. Take the next best step that you can to move you closer to what it is that you want. You know, we can't expect to be there. One of the things that I do in exercise with people is I tell them to get against the wall. And then I say, okay, this is your starting point, you know, where you were three months ago. And then look at the other wall. And those are your goals. I want you to step out to how, how far along you think they are. No, no one ever goes to the goal. No one ever goes to the other wall, but they come out from that wall. And then I say, turn around and look at where you've come from. Wow. We focus so much on where we haven't gone yet that we forget about where we have come from and what we have accomplished. And there, um, that's what's powerful sometimes in, and I say keeping the score, and it's not a, a score of um, like winning or losing, but it is a score of what we're accomplishing and remembering that because that's what gives you power to move forward. Sometimes we think we have to have the mindset to move forward, and yes, but action will give you a better mindset. And when you accomplish something, you're going to feel more confident to do the next thing. So take that step, take the step, take the make the choice to move forward. That's such a powerful thing. I, I just totally visualized that whole thing. Like I'm going to do that now today. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's powerful. That's awesome. You are so right. So many people watch celebrities and, and, and see, you know, successful or wealthy people and they think, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not there. I can't, like, I'm never going to get there. It's like, dude, turn around and look at where you've been, man. You're on your way. Just keep pushing. Yes. That's awesome. Tiffany, you rock. You really rock. Well, thank you, Ken. Can I give a free giveaway today? Sure. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if people want to email me, I will. they can receive the audio book of Your Leading Now. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you an email then. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. So <laughs> go ahead. What's the best way? You, should I give my email address? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's it's info at tiffanytimmons.com. It's I-N-F-O. I'm going to put it at, up on the screen. Info okay. at tiffanytimmons.com. Yes. There, I put it up on the screen. Awesome. Yeah, so if anybody emails me and says uh, free book, free um, audio book, I will send them the link to get that downloaded. That's awesome. That is so nice. So, and, and so TiffanyTimmons.com is where people can find you and get more information and follow you. 
Um, you said you're not huge on social media right now, right? Not a lot on Facebook. I LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I go in and out, and it just depends on what else is going on. Right. Um, but kids go back to school here soon, so I'm going to be <laughs> going to have a little bit more time. Now, right now, it's either client or kids all summer long. So gotcha. once they're back, I'll be back. But yes, TiffanyTimmons.com. So info at Tiffany Timmons, and I will get them um, that free audio book. Now, here's You're a warning. giving away a free audio book to your book. Yes. To yes. anybody. Yes. 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 Wow. That's incredible. That's very generous of you. And, and I'm going to let them know that these rhymes get stuck in their head and that's what they're supposed to do because I want you to be able to retain what you learn. So, um, wow. you know, one of the things we talked about here, Ken, is, you know, getting that vision and um, moving forward with it. And yeah. that is step one. Start with vision. This guides your decisions and keeps you focused to stay on your mission comes down to your choices i love that oh my gosh so um everybody go email tiffany at info at tiffany timmons.com and get a free copy of the audiobook free <laughs> yes jeez do i have to email you or can i just expect an email <laughs> You can expect just, it. You can I'm expect it. You got it. I'll send you. An, I'll join. I'll 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 send you an email. But anyway, so listen, Tiffany. Thank you. You know that that Jill and I love you. We think the world of you. Um, and hopefully we get to see you again soon. That would be nice. Yes, we'll come on out to Scottsdale next time yeah. when it's cold. I mean, when it's cold back in Columbus, come on yeah. out. Um, yeah. And, and to anyone who's ever coming out to Scottsdale, let me know. I'd love to meet up with them for coffee. Oh, you, you're awesome. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. Everybody, go to TiffanyTimmons.com. Send her an email, info at TiffanyTimmons.com, and get a free audio um, copy of the book. And also get the book because the illustrations are incredible in this book. Get the book. Well, how do they get it? On Amazon or? They go to Amazon, yes. Amazon, it, okay. It's a uh, paper copy or the uh, hardcover. Awesome. Hardcover. Awesome. Amazon. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody, make sure you follow Tiffany. Thank you for all the shares and the hearts and the thumbs up and likes and everything else. So thank you so much, and we will see you guys all tomorrow. Tiffany, thank you. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye.